0: Hey, friends, in Sebring, Florida, mark your calendars for Friday, March 31st at 7 p.m. to attend a free public screening of our newest documentary, The Mind Polluters, at the Ministry Center on Sparta Road. This event is hosted and sponsored by Faith Engagement Committee and Point North. If you're worried about the current state of education, come and learn what happened, what is happening, and what you can do to recover and protect the children in your community from the perverse ideology. Resource booths will be set up in the foyer from 6 to 7 p.m., and you can meet cast member Audrey Warner before the movie begins at 7. Registration is required, so be sure to reserve your seat at the link provided in the show notes. And if you're interested in hosting a screening of the Mind Polluters in your area, click the link in the show notes or visit themindpolluters.com to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber. I'm Amber Archer, half of the Fearless team, and joining me is the other half, my husband, Yes, button pusher extraordinaire, Mark Archer.
1: I want the truth! You can't (laughs) handle the truth!
0: (laughs) We're a husband and wife filmmaking team on a mission to educate, motivate, and inspire others to stand firm in the Lord in their communities. We tackle the heavy issues of the day from a biblical perspective. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. So... Fun times, what are we... So we are still here talking about CPS, and the weaponization of CPS. Uh Uh, This is uh, episode three. If you missed last week's podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to that as we um, have really been finding an enormous amount of resources, especially on places, of all places like YouTube, um, seeing these horrendous stories of people getting their children taken away Mm -hmm. and what you can do to protect yourself and your family. So... If you missed that, go back and listen to last week's episode. And there's lots of interesting uh, things you can do to take action to protect your family. Mm-hmm.
1: Speaking of taking action. Yes. What would you do if your child went to school and was forced to eat bugs? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember a few episodes ago when we were talking about... <laughs> Well, we had the clip with Nicole Kidman.
0: Right. Was, we did a section, um, a, a whole series on the pagan gods of this age. Mm-hmm. And we started actually with Gaia, and that was Gaia Part 2. It's episode 183.
1: Episode 183, uh, Gaia?
0: If you missed that, R2. go back and listen the, to it.
1: The God, the Mother Earth, Mother Nature, the God of the Earth. And we had a clip of Nicole Kidman encouraging everyone to go and eat. Bugs, well, she called it, micro-livestock.
0: Well, and then they were talking about how, you know, if you look at all the plant-based mm-hmm. food that they're making now, because mm-hmm. we're trying to get rid of the carbon emissions from the cows. Whatever. Because, you know. So it's just on and on, droning right. on and on. But anyway, back to your, who's. why are children eating bugs now?
1: So I have a interesting article. This is from March 16th. From Fox News. (laughs) It's recent. Utah school gives kids disgusting insects to eat in class. Climate assignment on cows cows killing the earth.
0: I told you. See, I didn't even read this.
1: (laughs) (sighs) A middle school in Utah's Nebo School District gave sixth grade students disgusting insects to eat last week as part of an assignment on climate change. Claiming it would save the environment from cows, which were killing the world. Oh, my gosh! Middle schoolers love the U" factor. Many of them gave bugs a try, and even a few staff members. Many thanks to the English teachers for creating fun and engaging lessons.
0: Uh, so mm. I would love to see I would love to see the um, teacher's um, notebook for this, like mm-hmm. the, the teacher worksheet on how you're supposed to present this. Mm-hmm. and whats really, what's the end result? What are you? What are you actually te- quote, quote unquote teaching children?
1: Indoctrination was
0: one. Well, is. I wasn't going to say it. But, you just said it out loud,
1: just in case you were concerned. Bugs were purchased from a commercial site that is quote safe for consumption.
0: Oh my word! These aren't
1: just this. Is, you can't just eat any old bugs off the kitchen counter. No, you have to have you can't go your garden.
0: Bugs. You can't go in your garden and dig you them up. You have
1: to have the industrial bug because complex. those would
0: be too organic. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. We're getting off
1: track. Right uh, no, no, hold on. The mother of one of the students, Amanda Wright, told Fox News she believed the kids were being subjected to uh, indoctrination into yes. a, quote, dark climate change religion. I believe oh, it. I heard a podcast about this. <laughs> she challenged the school's principal, Allison Hanson, on the assignment after her daughter found it uncomfortable. <clears throat> so they had to write an ex, uh, uh, an essay. Um, the only acceptable answer to the essay was that humans should eat insects for their protein instead of cows.
0: Oh my word. Oh, I'm just so sick of hearing this. Some
1: students were given extra credit as an incentive to eat the insects.
0: Bribery. Uh, right. Oh, at its finest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and, and I, in full disclosure, have admitted that I once ate several crickets at a birthday party just uh-huh. because and they were flavored
1: <laughs> right but
0: that was by that's,
1: choice that's yeah, it's not even the same thing
0: no it's not really not
1: no um
0: no you're talking about teachers this is a this is a whole curriculum this is a whole lesson this that's what it was the lesson plan right I, I would love to see the teachers lesson plan because what's the objective
1: it's indoctrination
0: the objective is to get kids to be, be, start thinking about how harmful we humans are to right. the earth right. and the cows. We have to stop eating cows and we need to eat bugs. Right.
1: So listen to this. So the mom complained to the administration and set up a meeting that she recorded. Good for her. Okay, quote, my daughter wasn't even given an option to give an argument, Wright said about the argumentative essay in the meeting response, well, the assignment was about finding facts to support.
0: (laughs) Only there are approved facts. (laughs) Because you know what? Our kids have even come home. Let me pause. Time out for a second. Because even when you do have these argumentative papers, Mm -hmm. you only have a certain, like, only five different things that you can choose from to prove your point. And these are all pre-approved by the school. You don't even get to go and find your own. I mean... Are we really teaching kids to think and and teaching them to do their own homework and research?
1: So I can see at the beginning, you know, when you're first introducing argumentative. Yes. Then, okay, here's five different topics. Because there's arguably a lot of the kids will go, oh, I don't know what to write on. So give them some preset options. And that's okay. But at a certain point, this is where it gets good.
0: Well, how old Um, are these kids?
1: Sixth graders.
0: Oh, six. Okay, well, I can see that. Okay.
1: Okay, so the the teacher said, all the evidence has suggested that we probably should be eating bugs. It's good for the environment.
0: <laughs> all the, all, all. But I evidence.
1: didn't know that was an offen- offensive topic to indicate. <laughs> A separate, <laughs> separate video recording was taken by her, her daughter in the classroom. So she asked the teacher, how come we can't state our opinion and write that we shouldn't be eating bugs? Right? Let's see what she asked the teacher. The teacher responds, because we don't have any evidence to support it.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: This is. <laughs> it's kind of weird that I gave you a topic where there is only one right answer. We don't want to eat bugs, and it's gross, but should we be eating bugs? Yeah, because we're killing the world by raising cows and animals. So we need to not get rid of cows, but to try to balance our diet so that not so much of our land is being used to raise cows because it's killing the ozone layer.
0: I, you know, it really it really does make me curious. If this teacher actually believes this, or you're just doing your lesson plan, the right. pre-approved lesson plan, do you actually believe what you're Teaching children,
1: if there's if your kid is given an assignment where there she's told there's only one right answer, this is not. Don't call it an argumentative paper. No, call this repeat back the indoctrination. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's this is just beyond stupid. I, I. But and that was in Utah. That was in Utah. Oh. Yeah, I'll leave it. Leave the link in the in the show notes. By the way, when we say show notes, you can always go into the podcast description for each episode mm-hmm. and that's where we put links to things that we're talking yep. about so
0: and if you don't see them go to uh, fearlessfeatures.org forward slash podcasts mm-hmm. and you'll see all of the episodes there and the show notes pop right up so there you go if you have problems
1: go online okay so moving back over to um, CPS so let's talk about let's talk about Europe because Europe is the model for everything right?
0: It does. I mean, a lot of things do get um, tried there first yep. before they come to America.
1: It's either Europe or China. Yeah. Right. Everything's, everything's better over there. Mm-hmm. So you will remember, uh, those of you who, that have watched the Mind Polluters, you know who Alex Newman is. Mm-hmm. So Alex, um, we interviewed Alex again for dysphoria. And we were talking about this whole Concept of basically CPS kidnapping children, medical kidnapping. So
0: first, can you um, tell people just a quick, briefly about what dysphoria is about? Okay, and what it is. I mean, it's an it's our new documentary film. Right
1: in it's in the works right now. Mm-hmm. Dysphoria is is to the transgender movement what the mind polluters is to graphic sex ed, comprehensive sex education, social emotional learning. So dysphoria is about. The transgender movement. Mm -hmm. And we, of course, do everything from a biblical worldview. And so the film explores what is the transgender movement? What does it look like? um,
0: Who's it affecting? Who's it
1: affecting? Where did this come from? And what we as Christians, specifically the the body of Christ, the church, should be doing, how we should be reacting to this. So that's what dysphoria is.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, but back to?
1: Okay, so I have a, uh, a story here. So I'm going to start with a clip from Alex Newman, okay, from our interview with him. And he's going to describe uh, a story from Sweden from several years ago, uh, the Johansson family. So uh, let me play this, and then we'll talk some more.
2: So there was a really famous case in Sweden. I, I was living there when this happened, the Johansson case. And um, this was a, a boy who was being homeschooled, and uh, the government had not given permission. And uh, what happened was the, the family tried to flee the country so that they could continue the homeschooling. And uh, the government sent armed agents, uh, police officers, onto the plane. It was Turkish Airlines that were going to fly to India via Turkey. Uh, the mother was from India, so there was nothing strange about that. And um, they, they kidnapped this boy. Took him off the plane. The parents, of course, got off as well. They're not going to leave their their son there, and um, it became uh, a tragedy of monumental proportions. The, the parents were only allowed to see the boy under very close supervision, and um, the the state had told the child that the parents didn't love him, and that's why the, that the government had to come in and take care of him. And so one day um, during one of these supervised meetings, they they grabbed the son and they put him in the car and they drove off. And uh, they said, look, son, we just we had to tell you, we we love you. This is not because we don't love you. In fact, the the whole reason that this happened was because we love you. And at that point, the government said no more contact, so that they weren't able to see their their son for maybe seven years. And now he's aged out of the system. And so that's how vicious they were in pursuing homeschooling. And and a lot of very prominent international groups got involved. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association is actually who contacted me originally and asked me to to get involved in this. I wrote articles about it, I think, for half a dozen different publications in the United States. Um, The Swedish government did not care. Um, It was uh, just unbelievably tragic.
0: Well, this is, and it's a really scary case because I went and I looked it up after we got done with our interview and just doing a little more research on it. And I think one of the things, especially, um, there's so many things to watch, right? right? And and we can't all be doing everything all the time. And I just, I praise the Lord that there are people, especially now because so many people are transitioning into homeschooling their children and are getting them into a a private school, mm-hmm. um, it, for good reason. I mean, really, the indoctrination. We, we obviously we just talked about one more examples this morning, um, but there are people, thankfully, in each state who are watching legislation for homeschooling. I mean, because so quickly, if we're not paying attention, yep. uh, laws can be written and homeschooling changes drastically. And uh, here in Indiana, we have one of the freest homeschooling states in the United States and, um, but it, the laws are different in every state. Yeah. It, it's really fascinating to see, but, but man, you, you gotta, I mean, that's the thing separating it out. I think that's one of the things that I learned from, uh, a former attorney general Curtis Hill mm-hmm. when we were talking to him and, and I had asked him just what do we do as citizens? How we can't, we can't all be watching this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, he said, find, Find where the Lord really has put that on your heart and go and pursue those areas and get with a network, a small network of people who are going to pursue this one thing and focus on that one thing because there are so many people who can focus on other things. And, and that's exactly, you know, that's, that's the beauty of, of what we do. I love being able to connect people, um, especially through films and have people be able to see different things. But this, this, was, this was a really terrible case.
1: Yeah, and it's a it's a good reminder of why it's so important too. Uh, we like you said we can't. It and Curtis even said it is impossible for everyone to follow everything that's going on.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's overwhelming. No,
1: yeah. and it's by design. Yeah. Right? The 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 system is so overwhelming that it's impossible. I mean, you feel it every day. You 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 try to, and we do this every day for <laughs> for a living. Yeah. We follow this stuff, and it overwhelms us. We mm-hmm. just can't keep up with all of it. It's just, it's just on every front. That's why it's so important to support good, solid, grassroots organizations. You know, people who mm-hmm. have decided to make it their mission to follow these things. Mm-hmm. Organizations that that follow legislation and you know get involved with them and help them.
0: Yeah, and I can tell you there were a lot many many um new parent groups that sprang up when yeah. all of this this comprehensive sex ed and mm-hmm. these pornographic books. I mean, it is it is really incredible to see and now all of those grassroots working with legislators helping them to see the problem yep. and make sure that it doesn't continue. So so get involved. I mean, there are <laughs> trust me, yeah. there are a lot of people in every city county state in america who can use your help
1: yeah and and we've we've talked to several legislators that have said you know basically who was it that said if you have if they have something like five comments from the constituents on some issue Mm -hmm. it's a major it's a major concern for them right because it's Because it's so rare Mm -hmm. for people to actually engage. So if they get five or more, you know, uh, correspondence basically on a certain issue, then it goes to the top of the list. Mm -hmm. And listen, I understand as much as anyone, how frustrating it is to feel like you, I send emails all the time to our senators, especially Mm -hmm. Mike Braun and, uh, Todd Young Todd Young annoys me. I, I've had my fill of the way that he has... Listen, he he turned around and, and betrayed the, his voting base as soon as he got reelected. And so you can tell when you're dealing with somebody like that and they just don't care. Mm-hmm. He's got his spot secure for the next six years. He doesn't care, right? You still have to go after them. You still have to continue to
0: engage in the engage conversation
1: and let them know that you're watching them yeah. because uh, they do still have to answer to you mm-hmm. They like to act like they don't but you re- it's our job to remind them who they work for. So back to this so speaking of good organizations to support here's one the homeschool Legal Defense Association mm-hmm. HSLDA. Uh, and this is a, the Johansson fact sheet. So this is a timeline of this case. So what happened to Dominic Johansson? Right. Krister and Annie Johansson were boarding a plane to India where Annie's family lives when Dominic was forcibly removed and taken into custody. Krister?
0: I mean, just stop for a minute. For all of you listening, just how old is the child?
1: Um, I think he was six when this happened. No, he was seven.
0: So your seven-year-old child is on the plane with you and then basically is snatched away.
1: Yes. At gunpoint. Yeah. At gunpoint. And I, I have another uh, Is it? There's report. video of it. Yeah, I have this. After the break, I have a, a news report of this. Mm. Uh, seven years old when he was kidnapped by armed police. Kidnapped off the airplane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. 2008, November 2008, Johansson's received their first fine for homeschooling.
0: They yeah, remember fine. this this whole this whole ordeal is because they wanted to educate him themselves, right?
1: Right. And in most of your most of the world, it's illegal to homeschool. I know Germany, it's illegal, and Sweden, you have to have special permission, you know, to do this. Um, May 2009, a court hearing about the fines was held. Krister, the dad, informed the judge that they would be leaving the country. The case was closed. June 2009, Dominic was kidnapped by Swedish authorities while boarding a plane for India. So, maybe the mistake that the father made was telling the government that they were leaving the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, December 2009, court upholds the kidnapping of Dominic, withdrawing all parent visits.
0: Again, we, we have talked about the court system...
1: Uh And And we'll talk more about that. Yes. June 2010, um, local Swedish court denies due process to Johansson's by removing the attorney of their choosing from the case. September 21, 2010, Swedish administrative court rules against Johansson after multiple appeals, the decision of Swedish social services was upheld. April 2011...
0: Okay, so how many, this started in 2008.
1: November 2008. We're now into April 2011. Wow. Uh, European Court of Human Rights assigns Johansson case numbers. So bear in mind, they don't have their son. Right, still. son is being raised by total strangers. Mm -hmm. October 2011, Swedish officials seek to terminate Annie and Crystal's parental rights.
0: This is tell me again what the date is.
1: October 2011. So this is 2 years into this. Uh, almost 3. Almost 3. Yeah,
0: November to yeah. October. Three. Yeah.
1: December 2011, Gotland District Court rules against social workers in the municipality of Gotland in their quest to terminate Andy and Annie and Christer's parent rights for Dominic. November 2012, a year later. A year later. Swedish officials again seek to terminate custody.
0: Okay, so and the thing is, it's now you're just trying to make an example of these people. Yes. Now you you, I mean you were doing it before because what's what's really happening? uh, Okay, so the kid's not being homeschooled Mm -hmm. any longer. At seven years old, Mm -hmm. it's taken all for education, Mm -hmm. all for indoctrination. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, December tenth, twenty twelve, Swedish appeals court reserves lower court ruling in favor of Annie and Krister Johansson, and terminates parental rights in regard to their son Dominic. April twenty thirteen, it Swe- went through. Did you just? It, it say- did, yeah. Ugh. Um, April twenty thirteen, Swedish Supreme Court rejects appeal by Krister and Annie Johansson, effectively terminating their parent- parental rights. Okay. Mm-hmm. Europe is the model. All right, when we come back, we've got some audio of this, so stick around.
0: Hey, Warriors, I want to let you know about an exciting way you can help us share Christ and help protect children from perverse ideologies in Italy. Yes, I said Italy. By God's grace, our latest documentary film, The Mind Polluters, continues reaching people all over the world and is having a tremendous impact in educating and motivating communities to take action in protecting the innocence of children. An Italian dub of the film is needed to break through the language barrier to help our brothers and sisters in Christ make a significant impact in their communities. Learn more about this need and share your support at fearlessfeatures.org.
1: So I have audio now from CBN, Christian Broadcast Network. They did a whole story
3: on this, the Johansson case. Let's give her a listen. And called one of the worst cases of government abuse ever committed against a homeschooling family. The abduction by Swedish authorities of Dominik Johansson. A happy, healthy seven-year-old boy taken from his parents in 2009 as they waited to leave Sweden on a flight to India. After the abduction, the Dominic Johansson story spread quickly on the Internet. But three years later, the family is still not reunited, and Swedish authorities keep finding new reasons why this young man cannot go home. Dominic is the only child of Krister and Annie Johansson who live on the island of Gotland in the Baltic Sea. This is the first television interview they've given about what same was same. done to them.
4: And This is about the most fundamental right that you have you you have the right to your own children you
3: should have in 2008 and Annie were making plans to leave Sweden to do humanitarian work in Annie's native India so they decided it would be best for Dominic to be homeschooled in the final months before their departure Krister says the Ministry of Education told him they could homeschool but local officials began to levy fines and threaten them then as they sat on a plane at Stockholm Airport for their scheduled trip to India police came aboard and took Dominic away. The family was traumatized. Annie collapsed. Dominic in police custody started throwing up.
4: Then he threw up until they transported him to the ER. I can just hear the screams of my child. My child had no clue, and I have no clue still what's going on.
3: Christer says they were told that Dominic would be returned in a few days. But when they went to pick him up, authorities had changed their story. They decided that Dominic was at risk. What risk? He had cavities, and he did not have every recommended vaccination. And, they said, he was shy. As weeks and months went by, Gotland Social Services started finding more problems. They said the Johansson's home did not have enough furniture. They said Krister was a drug addict, even though he passed a drug test. They said Krister has mental illness, even though he passed a psychiatric exam.
4: And I took that paper to court and it had no effect whatsoever. I I said, I'm I'm healthy, but the social services lawyer and the social services said that now you are suffering from personality disorders and this and that.
3: Social services said Dominic was developmentally delayed, although here he was flying a plane on flight simulator before being abducted at age seven and also speaking perfect English about the problem with television. If you see too much TV, you'll get dark under your eyes. If you get dark under your eyes, you, you will smi- smile too much. Social services was also disturbed that Dominic was too affectionate with other children, greeting his friends with a hug and a kiss on the cheek. They called this deviant behavior. And Krister says they've decided that he's a so-called human rights fanatic, because he talks about his human rights as a parent. They
4: just told me several times I'm a human rights fanatic. Uh, It sounds so funny. A human rights fanatic?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Authorities have resisted all attempts to reunite this family, and evidence showing that Annie and Christer are good parents has been completely ignored.
4: It doesn't matter if we have professors or doctors to, to speak for us,
3: it just doesn't matter. It's only their opinion. Exasperated, Krister brought Dominic home without permission in November 2010. Police raided their home with guns and dogs and took Dominic away again. And Krister got two months in jail.
4: The Dominic son, I mean, that's that's the home education tragedy of Sweden.
3: Jonas Himmelström heads the Swedish Homeschooling Association.
4: I believe this is just simply A mistake, they did not realize that they were not allowed to take a child on homeschooling charges alone. So after they took him, they invented all kinds of other reasons. And also pride, I think, which is quite well known among Swedish authorities, that once they've made a mistake, never to admit it.
2: It is astonishing
3: to me that free governments who've heard about this have not done more. Michael Donnelly is an attorney for the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, which is helping the Johansons. He compares the Swedish government's behavior to the Soviet Union. This local government, backed up now by Swedish courts, have demonstrated that they are capable of visiting the most despicable totalitarian acts on their citizens, reminiscent of the Soviet Union and communist countries in recent history. Annie and Krister were only allowed to visit Dominic for one hour every five weeks. But now that has stopped. A boy who so obviously loved his parents before the abduction, now says he no longer wants to see them.
4: Uh, we haven't had any contact with him since November 2010, not a phone call. Not one. We don't know how he is. we don't know anything.
3: Annie who has a master's degree suffered an emotional breakdown after the abduction, and now suffers from panic attacks when she talks about what happened. The Gotland Social Services Board has told the media that secrecy prevents them from discussing the case. But Sweden's ambassador to the United States has defended the government's conduct. The Johansson's attorney, Ruby Harold Clayson, says the police abduction of Dominic from the plane was illegal, and another hearing is scheduled for May. But these photos before and after the abduction show what Krister describes as a boy broken into a million pieces. Krister and Annie can only hope this nightmare will end.
4: Who can live without the children? You can't, live. you can't How can you live without a devastated her life? In fact, devastated everything.
3: Dale heard CBN News in Gotland, Sweden. Oh, that is
0: gut-wrenching. I mean, honestly, and, and it's interesting when I heard the, uh, the Ministry of Education are yeah, the ones yes. who started it. And it, mm-hmm. it immediately made me think of the Ministry of Truth that they were trying to implement here mm-hmm. in the U.S.,
1: well, the, the Ministry of Education is the equivalent to the Department of Education. Oh, yes, it is. It's the oh, same thing. Oh, yes, they, it is. They call it a ministry. We call it a...
0: No, but I, I just, I love the play on words. So you right. keep seeing this more and more like, oh, it's the ministry of... It's, mm-hmm. it's really,
1: mm-hmm. really. So let me pose some hypothetical questions.
0: <laughs> I don't like these. I don't like you because you're dangerous.
1: You don't like me because I'm dangerous. Well... Call me Mr. Lamb Fries. Um <laughs> Okay. How long? Well, let's back up. Um, Okay, put yourself in that situation. You're on the airplane with your children. And the police come and forcibly abduct your child in front of you. What are you going to do?
0: Well, I think, well, it's interesting. First, I would probably comply because I have already taught my children about these things and their government
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what they do. And if any of these things ever happen, mm-hmm. your mother and father love you and just know that we are fighting for you.
1: Hmm. That's interesting.
0: That's, that's my first and foremost reaction to it. Because what are you going to do? You've seen. You, I mean,
1: right. I What mean, are you, you, you going to do? I mean, just from a, from a from a physical reality standpoint, you're outgunned, literally, literally. If you're especially if you're in a sterile air, you know, environment like an airport, it's not like you can fight back. You're going to fight back against the squad. And, of
0: and what good? Am, what good is it going to do me if if they shoot me for trying to stop them from taking my kids?
1: Which they would.
0: Yeah, they would have,
1: and they would label you as a you know an abusive parent, and yep. they would just see how
0: psychotic it. you are. Blah blah blah. Right.
1: So this goes back to you know constitutionally. Yes. When we talk about a nation that is that uh, uh, that is ruled by the consent of the governed, we have these problems around the world, right? But in the U.S., take it, bring it back home now. We have these same problems happening here. Remember Nancy Schaefer talked about cases of children being abducted by the state off of the school bus. Yes. What's the difference? Yeah. So we have these problems because of our consent, because we haven't stopped these things. Now, a lot of these things have been put into place Long before, I mean,
0: before we were even born, we
1: even had children. So of course we didn't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lie can't, can't continue to exist when the light of truth is shown upon it. And that's Mm -hmm. why we talk about these things because, you know, it's like any other emergency situation, like in a security situation, what we talk about is you, you don't rise to the occasion. Everybody thinks that they'll in an emergency they'll rise to the occasion. You don't. You sink to the point to the lowest point of your training mm-hmm. is what you do mm-hmm. at best. Mm-hmm. So, just thinking this through and we talked about okay, what if what do we do if the police show up at your front door, right? You do not let them in. Right. <laughs> uh call the police. Yeah. But but the police are here. Yeah. call the police. On your behalf, on your behalf, and tell them somebody's there trying to abduct your child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very simple, right? That is how that that is what's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got we, we've got this. I realize how difficult this is because, like you said, I mean, um, in a situation like that, it's no different than being mugged on the highway. Well, and there's I- a there's an armed gang. Yeah, they just happen to have badges. And they happen to have the force of law behind them. It doesn't make what they're doing right. It doesn't make what they're doing legal. It just means that that they have uh, a bigger gang than you, and they're going to take your child from you mm. at gunpoint. Yeah. And in that case, you you if you resist, you'll probably go to jail. At worst, at best, you'll go to jail. At worst they'll shoot you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think h- here's where, uh, faith plays an important foundation a- as to where you are mentally and emotionally next. And that's, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about for the kids too. And that's why it is so critically important for you to be having your own Bible studies, mm-hmm. having your own family time, you know, your own family training. I mean, they're the, this is really happening. Yeah. These, these things, unfortunately, in today's day and age are really happening. And it literally can happen to anyone.
1: Right, right. And I think it's, it's why it's, it's so important that you, that as parents, we at least stop and, and think about the unthinkable. Mm-hmm. What would I do
3: mm-hmm. if
1: this happened? How would I react? There are a lot of, when I look at their case... For example.
0: It's horrendous. I mean, honestly, is, I, I'm sure, I'm sure that my children would probably react the same way. I know that they would yeah. I, just vomiting. I mean, being yeah. taken away. I mean, yeah, they're scared They're They have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And and now, I mean, years yeah. that he's been without his parents.
1: Yeah, absolutely horrendous. Um, And, and the damage has been done. Mm-hmm. He's been raised by someone else and told the reason that State. you're here is because your parents don't love you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from back to, you know, practically speaking in that case, I hate to get all conspiratorial, but this is a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. This is a conspiracy against the parents.
0: Well, when you start to look at the laws and the things, um, the incentives that, especially here in America that Mm our, our child protective service get, and we'll talk more about that.
1: Big money. Are we running out of time? (laughs) No, we're almost done. Okay. (laughs) Um, But, you know, the, the fact that they, they booked a flight now, granted, they were told that everything was okay. Mm -hmm. So, but when you book a flight on commercial travel, commercial air travel or bus or train, um, that shows up in a database and the government can find you. So they, obviously the government knew that they were on that plane and that's where they could nab them. So, you know, just being aware of things like that, if, if you think at all that uh, that they're trying to take your kids, then there are certain things that you got to be aware of. You know, things like that, where anywhere that you have to use ID, your cell phone tracks you, your credit cards track you. Uh, a lot of newer cars, <laughs> if you've got an OnStar system, mm-hmm. it's tracking you. So you have to be aware of this thing. Law enforcement will use these things, and they will find you. So you just you you have to. I I don't have any easy answers, but the, this is a very hard thing to think through. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's all I've got on the Johansson case. We'll talk about something else next week i can't can guarantee, like, can guarantee that it's be gonna warm be warm and fuzzy and, and flowery
0: we're heading into spring can we do something new
1: um all things new? i'll try to find some funny stuff and then we'll get back <laughs> into this. into
0: okay well that's all the time we have for today thanks for listening to the end uh be sure to check out our website for more podcasts movies and more information have a wonderfully blessed day we'll talk to you again next tuesday